Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So let's start with this a drive by the mayor of Vancouver, Ken Sim, to abolish the Vancouver Park Board. And we were just chatting off air that when you were like a, a cub reporter mm-hmm. at the Vancouver Sun, you used to cover the park well, board that was meeting. what you did. When you were, when you were the new when, guy? When you, the new guy at the Vancouver Sun working nights, you got handed the Vancouver Parks Board yeah. meeting. <laughs> and I remember the first couple of meetings I went to, I thought, why does this even exist? This is a strange... Um, fixture in the political landscape. So this has been uh, been talked about for years about, you know, do we need, does Vancouver need a parks board? The only jurisdiction in North America thing that has a parks board. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of the class A ball, if you liken it to a baseball situation where if you argue the, the province, the provincial politics is sort of major league ball. Yeah. Municipal politics is triple A. I'd say this is single A. Single A, yeah, and little league, little league. Okay, um, so like training the, training ground for would be politicians. Right? Yeah, or yeah. and people who were just you know that's what their their livelihood was 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 parks. But interestingly, there are two members of the current NDP caucus that are former members of the Parks Board. Okay, and who are they? Spencer Chandra Herbert, ah, and Nikki Sharma. Oh. So she went from there to now she's the attorney general. Attorney general. So that's a that's a pretty major league thing. But um, now the ball is going to be in uh, the NDP government's uh, court. Right. Do they accede to Mr. Sims, uh, Mayor Sims' request? I think they will. I don't think it's. I mean, the natural tendency is to compare it is another Surrey policing decision. It's not the yeah. same. Surrey policing is a big thing. Yeah. You know, Vancouver Parks Board is not, and I don't think this government's going to lose any sleep over uh, granting. Uh, the mayor of Vancouver's uh, wish when it comes to getting rid of the parks board. The well, will they do it right away, or will there be a delay, or they yeah. say they've got to review it or study yeah, it? Or that's a good question. Yeah. You know, we don't know if it's going to be in the spring. Yeah. And then, of course, there's an election. Yeah. And then there's a session after that, yeah. um, or a provincial election. Uh, they also keep in mind they value the strong working relationship they have with Ken Sim, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Ken Sim is will appear at the at a moment's notice, at a government announcement, if he's requ- if he's requested to be there, uh, he has a pretty he's one of the strongest relationships I've seen between the Vancouver mayor and the French government. Even though they're on ideological divides, yeah. you know these they're not on the same page. But uh, and it's in stark contrast to Kennedy Stewart, who was disliked by this government, even though he was an NDP, and even though he was an NDP MP, right? Yeah. Which a number of Democrats hasten to point out to me every time you mention the name, they say, "Well, he was an MP." <laughs> same same party though they're constitutionally aligned. Constitutionally aligned, but I can tell you over the, since they came to power, they are so far apart uh, in terms of policy and personalities. Uh, they might as well be in completely different camps. Okay, is this a flip flop by Ken Sim, or maybe it's a flip flop flip because he campaigned in the last municipal election to abolish the park board? Then he seemed to do the flip flop, and he act they actually ran candidates for the park board so it looked like oh he'd kind of wavered mm-hmm. he folded on that 
And then all of a sudden we go, oh, he is going to shut down the park board anyway. So let's play a clip of him here. Like I asked him about this yesterday, and here's what he had to say. Back in May of 2022, I was very clear. We are going to try to fix the elected park board. And if we cannot fix it, we would go to the province and look for changes. And we are doing exactly what I stated in the media. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not a flip-flopper. Uh, I like that flip-flop flip. I've never, yeah. never heard that before. Yeah, so... Uh, you can use that if yeah, you want. Yeah, there you go. I was actually startled to be reminded they had three uh, commissioners there. The three ABC were told they're no longer... Um, yeah, they showed up and said, sure, fire me. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. yeah. So but just... then three others who, who were very unhappy. So I guess one of the interesting things is the internal fights that's going to occur in that party. It's a fledgling party, yeah. you know, created out of nothing. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't think the commission, Parks Board commissioners have anywhere near the political heft the city councillors have. It's yeah. just that's, again, back to Class A ball versus Triple A ball. Yeah. Uh, so I don't sure it'll cause that much harm, but we'll see. It's uh, Like I say, it's a new group of people. So you therefore predict that the provincial government will go along with Sim and say, sure, abolish the Park Board. That's what you think will happen? I think I'll happen because also the government's in negotiate not negotiations, but in talks with Vancouver over amending the city charter when it comes to housing. Yeah, and they want cooperation there. Uh, so there's there's housing's a far bigger priority for this government and the city government than the Parks Board is. Okay, let's talk about what's going on in provincial politics. And man, this is the hot story this week: is the rise of this BC Conservative Party in the polls. And it's interesting to see a guy like John Rustad the leader of the B.C. Conservatives at the provincial legislature yesterday, doing news conferences, doing one-on-one interviews, getting a lot of traction, getting a lot of attention and a lot of press. This has got to be driving Kevin Falcon up the wall here now. Oh, I think Kevin Falcon's very frustrated right now. I couldn't turn a corner yesterday at the legislature without running into John Rustad. The guy was doing, he was here on your show. Yes. I bump into him. I go into the library, he's, he's on uh, uh, another network's end-of-year interview, turn the corner, he's on another end-of-year interview. Then he does a, a scrum, a news conference with, with reporters. So he got a lot of media attention yesterday. Yeah. And the, the BC United uh, just completely vacant here. Where were they? Uh, well, it's Christmas, holidays sort of thing, so this building's pretty empty anyways. But they've got to be wondering... I think they're probably in a bit of shell shock right now over a series of polls, and it's not just one poll. It's a four, I think four or five now, that show they're behind the uh, conservatives. Yeah. Either tied, uh, just ahead, or now, according to Abacus, significantly behind. And then you got that Abbotsford West poll that was leaked to Jazz Joe Hall, where they're uh, a very, very distant uh, fourth place party, which is where they finished in the by elections. Yeah, uh, here one, over here in the in the capital. So, and they've got a fundraising problem. So we're at a, a crossroads here in terms of the political landscape of BC. Does Conservatives continue to rise, or can the United get their act together? This was a party that governed BC for sixteen years. Yeah, and now is in third or fourth place in, in some areas. So it's uh, it's got to be very troubling for Kevin Falcon. Okay, so let me ask you about this uh, merger idea, because I, I put this to Rustad yesterday. Do you rule out some sort of merger? Can you guys work this out? Merge the two parties, BC United, BC Conservatives. You could do a merger and call yourselves United Conservatives. And here's what he had to say to me, then I'll get your thoughts. You know, a week can be a long time politics. All things are possible. So you don't rule that out? I'm not ruling anything out. But what I am saying is that we stand for very specific values. Anybody that wants to be part of that and supports taking that approach, I'm more than happy to have a conversation in terms of how that can work. I think if there was a merger, this would be the worst possible scenario for EB and the NDP. But I'm just, I'm not sure it's possible. 
No, like, first of all, who's the leader? Yeah. Is, is it going to be Kevin Falcon or John Rustad? Yeah. Uh, they, they, they left on very bitter terms. There's some real personal animosity there. Rustad feels really um, betrayed and upset of what Falcon did, which was boot him out of the caucus. So that's one big problem. Does yeah. Rustad say, well, I'm ahead in the polls. Okay, Kevin, you can be the leader. I don't see that happening. Does yeah. Kevin Falcon say, okay, John, I booted you out of caucus, but you can be the leader? That would look one of the things that Rustad said to me. I asked Rustad yesterday, "Has Falcon reached out to you or anyone from BC United reached out to you and say, hey, let's sit down and talk about this?'" And he said, "No." However, he said he's been approached by representatives of business. Mm-hmm. Big business would like to see a merger here to get rid of this NDP government. Now, as you pointed out yesterday. Big business influence in provincial politics has been drastically reduced because you can't do corporate donations they can't anymore. Give money right. anymore? No, it's it's a, a completely different ball game right now. And the other thing is, the BC United Caucus mocked and ridiculed Rustad on social media for months. Yeah. So to now talk about a merger means a lot of egos are involved here, and a lot of people would have to swallow their words. And and then also you bring in Rustad. Point to you that you just clip you just played his. Their principles. Yeah. So that would mean BC United would have to adopt BC conservative principles, according to Rustad, which would mean and being anti-SOGI um, and taking some of these positions that I don't think United would necessarily be that comfortable with. Let's talk quickly about uh, bonuses at CBC. Now, oh last year at CBC, $16 million in bonuses, and not just for their senior executives, over 1,000 CBC employees received a bonus last year now you've got cbc announcing layoffs 600 layoffs they're saying money is tight the budget's broken they've got to lay off hundreds of people so listen to this exchange here now cbc reporter adrian arsenault interviewing cbc president Catherine tate about these bonuses let's listen i'm going to presume no bonuses this year it's too early to say where we are for this year we'll be looking at that like we do all our line items in the coming months so there's a, there's a chance bonuses could still happen at a time when jobs are being cut? I, again, I, I'm not going to comment on something that hasn't been discussed at this point. So. <laughs> oh, man. Good for Adrian. Uh, yeah. Always been an Adrian uh, Arsenal fan. Sure. But, uh, look, CBC, I've got a lot of friends at the CBC. So sure, me too. You know, uh, and I feel that they're going to go through some tough times. Having said that, CBC is, is bloated. It's it's got eight thousand employees there, and I can tell you from in the media world where the resentment is from private sector media, which does not get a billion dollars from the federal government, is not competing with them on TV or even radio. It's on the digital side, they still get advertising, so they take advertising dollars away from the private sector and still get a billion dollars from the federal government. So yeah, bonuses. You know, not, not a lot of media companies hand out big bonuses in these days it's it's lean and mean times in the media and the the fact that the number you just raised i was startled to find that cbc was still paying that type of bonuses yeah at a time when the media is just struggling to survive and apparently more bonuses to come potentially even during the layoffs so i write a column for syndicated column for glacier media newspapers community newspapers a whole bunch of them have had to go digital they can't afford to pay uh, printing costs anymore. Sure. So this is what's happening in the media world. So CBC sort of in their own little world out there to pay $16 million in bonuses. Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Elmer in Vancouver. Hi, Elmer. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah. The, 
the park board oversees Vancouver's community centers, and these centers are important because many people use and rely on these centers almost every day. Now, this relationship between the park board and the community centers has been contentious, uh, for example, with respect to the Caresdale Community Center. So I'm just wondering what will happen to the community centers under Vancouver City administration? Well, I would assume they're going to be like the community centers in Burnaby and Surrey and North Vancouver and Richmond, which are overrun by city council, just like in every city in North America. Uh, yeah, well, you know, this is one of the reasons that this park board is being abolished, or at least why the mayor wants to abolish it, and he, he cited this yesterday. There was a report done last year uh, by park board staff that indicated 11 community centers were in poor, either poor or very poor condition, and that a lot more of them were heading in that direction because they have not been properly maintained. So hopefully, you know, these community centers are properly managed and, and run efficiently. But you this just, is what you want. It's pretty basic. You just raised an interesting point. So getting rid of the Parks Board commissioners is one thing, yeah. but there's also Parks Board staff. Mm. What yeah. happened? Do they get folded into the administration of the city? Great point. You know, I'm not certain. I'm not sure what the answer to that is. I haven't heard anyone address that yet. Rob and Ladner. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Uh, getting rid of the Park Board is, is a good thing to do. It'll increase efficiencies. Um, the, the, the comment about the park board staff, I'm sure they'll, uh, some of them will probably get absorbed into the city. Some of them may be redundant, but and ultimately it's, it's good for the parks um, and it's good for the city. It'll reduce any potential impact on, on increase in property taxes. And on the comment about the CBC, uh, I worked in private corp and when times are tough and there was layoffs, there were no bonuses. So there should no. be no bonuses. Yeah, and I remember, Chris, thanks for the call. I remember Chris Freeland a, a couple of years ago when Air Canada paid out a bunch of senior bonuses mm -hmm. uh, during, going through tough times and COVID. And she absolutely flew off the handle and freaked out about that and called on, C, on Air Canada to cancel all these bonuses. I don't it, hear her speaking up about these CBC bonuses. If CBC pays bonuses when they're laying 600 people off, boy, you can just imagine Pierre Poliev's um, reaction who's poised to win the next election well poli have tried to move a motion in the house of commons yesterday to condemn the bonuses and it was shut yeah. it was shut down by yeah. the by the liberals well, if they if they approve bonuses uh, at a time when you're laying 600 people up that shows just how tone deaf the management is yeah yeah well we heard that in that clip from the president now, she, of the cbc they haven't done it yet she no. says they haven't made the decision yet so yeah okay hopefully adrian arsenal asks another question yeah ron in abbotsford hi ron go ahead yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Um, just talking about John Rustad and the uh, revival of the B.C. Conservative Party, I would just like to remind you the last time it was attempted was about 10 years ago with John Cummins and John Van Dongen. Sure. You know, and then it just dried up and, you know, fizzled away. So I think any attempt at a, at a merger, John Rustad saying that, you know, he would entertain a merger, well, again, that's just like defying science and trying to, Put the toothpaste back into the tube. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, the big difference between 2013 and now is back in 2013, the BC Liberals were the government, and they yeah. were still very strong and with public support. They were trailing the NDP in opinion polls, but they were still the dominant number two party. Yeah, this is not the case now. The BC Liberals are gone. They've yeah. disappeared. Yeah. BC United has taken their place. They don't have an identity. That has fundamentally changed the political landscape of B.C., and that's given 
a significant wind in the sails of the BC Conservatives that was not there in 2013. So anybody who's trying to compare this to 2013, and Kevin Falcons tried to do that by saying, oh, look at the polls in 2013, we're wrong. It's a different situation today, yeah. fundamentally different. The biggest, the biggest, the best parallel, and we've talked about this before, is 1991. 